Well, hey, good. Good. No, much. Hey, I'll send a link to this to you. You can put it on the NFL and Chill podcast. Hopefully, get Sam on soon. Hell yeah, because I'm not, I'm not fucking up now. All right, welcome to SLA and Chill slash NFL and Chill. You'll have this episode on both sides. And we got Sam coming in. Hey, what's good? I've been here, man. Don't say I'm coming in late. <laughs> <laughs> Only 15 seconds this time, man. You're good. You're good. <laughs> hey, man. The go, though. I'm ready. I'm good. Let's go. What's good, y'all? How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Oh, I'm great. Okay, okay. It's cold as hell outside, though. For Texas, at least. Yeah, Texas weather ain't supposed to be like this, and I ain't oh. complaining. <laughs> Man, uh, y'all ready to get this episode of NFL and Chill going? Yes, sir. All right, well, I am your hostess with the mostest. This is Logan. This is Aaron. Oh, man, this is Sam. <laughs> we got a jam-packed episode for y'all today. All right. First up, we got the breaking news, of course. <laughs> Tyreek Hill. this man is now under investigation for alleged battery of a minor okay who's this minor I see in uh, the reports that I pulled up I mean they just say it's on the investigation. They're really not letting too much go out. But they said the sources, the incident was against the, cup, the couple's uh, three-year-old son, resulting in a broken arm. I'm not really sure. I'm really going to tap into that because, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, all we've got at this point in time is that uh, they were involved with something. There was no file. Like, the police didn't charge Tyreek with anything, but he's under investigation by the NFL. Yeah. I'm just hoping it's one of the things your son I don't know what the hell but they gonna try to put it on the athlete especially in today's day and age so I don't know I'm just gonna stay away hopefully everything is okay hopefully his son is okay yeah that's the biggest thing yeah I'm really hoping this one turns out to be parents doing some bullshit but if not you can't be hurting a three year old that's just that's obvious oh yeah that's a big no no because he he'd already dealt with some uh, stuff in his past when he was in college. That's why he was kind of, he went down in the draft because of a uh, uh, well, it was him and his fiance one time. Yeah, the domestic violence. I'm reading it right now. It says uh, Hill has a history of domestic violence. He reportedly punched and choked somebody who was eight weeks pregnant with their son, and he was arrested and dismissed from Oklahoma State football team. Mm-hmm. He pled guilty to it. He yeah. pled guilty to domestic assault and battery by strangulation in August of 2015. Yeah. Damn. I ain't know yeah. all of that. Yeah, I remember hearing about that because I'm looking at the report now. It said he punched her in the face, sat on her, repeatedly punched her in the stomach, and choked her. And I'm like, dang. That's a little much. Yeah, so that's all we're going to get. That's all the energy we're going to get in that case, man. Let's go ahead and roll on, man. All right. Well, uh, next up, Sam brought up a question earlier this week about 
who makes who great? Is it the players or the coaches? So we're going to dive into that a little bit for you guys. Okay. Let's get so, it. Who wants to go first on this one, guys? Go ahead. Give us your opinion. All right. In my opinion, greatness makes greatness. It's not that a great coach necessary or like that a coach makes players better in general or players make a coach better in general general i think it takes a really great coach in order to pull up all the players and it takes a really great player to make a bad coach look good uh examples of this go look at bill belichick in new england players go there that aren't performing throughout their career like they go somewhere else and they like cordero power to patterson he bounced around, bounced around. He went to the Patriots, and he actually performed pretty well. Uh, Tom Brady was a se- sixth or seventh round draft pick way back in the day. Everybody thought he was just trash. He wasn't going to stick around the NFL. He got put with arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time in Bill Belichick. And the man's now considered by a lot of people to be the best quarterback to have ever played the game. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other end of that, you got Aaron Rodgers, who, in my opinion, is the best quarterback to have ever played the game. And he took Mike McCarthy and made him look like he knew what he was doing for a while. Like, people finally figured out that Mike McCarthy has no clue. But it took how many years of Aaron Rodgers bailing him out and making him look like he knew what was going on or making him look like he at least deserved his job because Aaron Rodgers was going out every day, every week, and putting up absurd, like, stats and his ability took over. So if you've got – if you are great and you're a player, you can make a bad coach look good. But if you're a great coach, you make all players look good. Yeah. And also to go on the Aaron Rodgers thing I said – he bet he also benefited being behind a, a great gunslinger, Brett Favre, kind of helping him out as well. Oh yeah, I feel you. I understand because you can even translate that over to basketball, man. Like, like no disrespect to Phil Jackson, but they call him the Zen Master because he did some yoga and shit. But let's just be honest, man. You had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc, Ron Harper. Bill Winnington, Will Purdue, you know, just to name a few of the shit. BJ Armstrong, Craig Hodges. Steve Kerr. Yeah. So, Steve Kerr, you had freaking, what's my man? I'm feeling so dang disrespected right now uh, because I'm forgetting his name. He played ball for OU. Uh, God dang, I'm forgetting. Oh, Stacey King. Stacey, God dang King. I can't believe I forgot about him. So we got all those players on that team. Then you go to the Los Angeles Lakers and you got Kobe Bryant and Shaq. That's all I got to say. Not to mention Pal Gasol when he was young. Uh, oh, yeah. They had the Twin Towers out there. Yeah, yeah Eric Fisher. So, yeah. Like, come on, man. You coach the best players. Oh, yeah. So if you've got – yeah, like, exactly. Greatness makes everybody else around them look great. Like – one of, my, one of my mottos is I don't have to coach if I got great kids. Hmm. If, I recruit, if I recruit great kids, man, I don't have to do too much coaching because they're going to make it happen, which Coach K kind of got that philosophy down. He got yeah. a little uh, – he's 
everywhere. He's affiliated with the USA Olympic team for how many years now? So kids that's actually looking to do something like that, uh, it's crazy. But I get what you're saying. I'm trying. But definitely, Bill Belichick is, like you say, great confidence, great coaches. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was one thing I wanted us to look at after we had this conversation is which coaches do you think are great because they are great or they're great because they had great players? I think Coach Popovich is one of the – is a great coach overall. He's a great evaluator of talent, and he's an overall great coach, and he, he knows what players – because, like, nobody really thought about Tony Parker and Ginobili. They were, like, at the bottom of the draft type of guys. And now they well, Ginobili probably got drafted if it wasn't for uh, the GM of the Spurs at that time going to the European tournament and just kind of stumbling across Ginobili playing. They're like, he probably wouldn't have even gotten to the NBA the way he did if it hadn't yeah. been for just a stroke of luck. Oh, yeah. Having yeah. David Robinson, having Tim Duncan, you know, they're like, yeah. that's pretty good, man. But he, he, you know, he's real connected. Team USA as well. So, yeah, man, I think Popovich is probably the best, man. He, he, he's cold. He's I got like a great the, coach. I like, yeah, I like the, uh, the organization as a whole. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, he has a great coaching tree. Like, most of all your, the head coach you see in the NBA right now, like, been under his tutelage as a player or as a as one of his assistant coaches like Steve Kerr was one of his players back in 02 uh Holzer, who's the kid coach of the Bucks is the used to be one of his top assistant coaches shout out Sam Presti oh yeah GM <laughs> yeah yeah so that's another guy yeah cause what he's able to do for a small uh, a new running franchise. Just think about it, man. Like some of the organizations that's been in history for years, the Knicks, the Hawks. Like when you think of the Hawks, who do you think of? Like, like all time Hawks. Yeah. Dominic Wilkins. Yeah, I think Wilkins. That's so well. They drafted, so they drafted Wilkins. When you think about what's the other team, the Knicks. You think of, you know, what Patrick Ewing, all those guys. But when you think of the Thunder, shit, you got three MVPs, man. That he drafted. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Y'all got one of those. What it was there to stay together type of deal. But regardless, you got an eye for talent. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have uh, like an an opinion on it? That's not that. That like you don't think it's like a give and take. You think great coaches make great players, or great players make great coaches. What I'll say is the play, the coach don't make the player. He just helped bring out what the player didn't know he had in him. Yeah. And I think it's more of a mental thing, being able to handle all those fucking egos. That's where that's where I guess the Zen master with Phil Jackson shit came in. Because you think, man, you, you had to be a good coach, man. Because shit, you see how many coaches LeBron got rid of? <laughs> yeah. Cody got rid of some, too. Or like Belichick. If he wasn't doing what he's doing, you think he would be there that long? Oh, hell no. No. Well, that's – but then there's other teams – like, for example, like, yeah, we can say that, that if he wasn't doing what he was doing, he wouldn't be there that long. But look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Man, they had Marvin Lewis for 16 years, and they never even made it past a couple – like, they never made it past the second round of playoffs. 
Yeah, I, I can never wrap my head around why they kept him so long. They never did anything special when he was there. Go to the playoffs a couple times. That's just about it. Right. Kicking back to football. Or I guess we already there. Uh, yeah. What about who's the uh, the Cleveland Browns new GM? Uh, Dorsey. John Dorsey. Who? John Dorsey. He was yeah. the GM of the, uh, Chiefs. the Chiefs. Yeah, it was the Chiefs. I couldn't remember whether it was the Chiefs or the Redskins. That's my bad. Yeah, oh, you're good. Chiefs, yeah. So, man, I feel like he has completely changed the – I mean, I know they haven't played a, a down yet, but he's definitely changed the culture of the team. Like, they, they got something to look forward to. One of the things that uh, I think he came into a situation that was made easy by the guy in front of him having the philosophy of we're just going to stockpile as many picks and assets as we can – and then over time, we'll turn it into a team. Well, usually when a guy's mindset is, let's just stockpile as many picks and assets as we can, he never gets close. He creates the situation for the guy that comes after him. Basically. It's real pretty right now. They got so many threats on both sides of the ball right now. More mm-hmm. just the offense. That's crazy. Odell Beckham Jr. Like, who the hell would have swung for the fences and got that? Now, that's a hell of an ego. Yeah. Well, not even an ego. I say that's a hell of a personality to take on. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, look at what it's going to do for their market value, eh? Like, I know. That's perfect for them. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I'm like, that dude is a fucking rock star. Mm hmm. I mean, Browns game, y'all think I'll be on a. On a prime time TV, though. I guarantee, man, a lot, a lot more than they had. They're gonna have a new fans coming in. They're gonna have like, I don't know. I feel like the Browns are trying to make everybody believe that the Browns are gonna be the shit. And this old move made them look like that. Oh yeah. Because they're making small moves. Like I said, people still forget the same hunt is there. Uh, real quick, back to the conversation we were having. What's that? Do you... Th- when we're going on on whether a coach makes a player, the player makes a coach, let's go team, like, on a couple teams. What do you think of Rams? Is it Sean McVay making those players great, or is it those players making Sean McVay great? I'd say Sean McVay making them great, because when they had Jeff Fisher, they were, they were trash. And look at golf. Good comparison on them too, but they got talent on the team with Garley and the defense with Aaron Donald. All them. So you think it's more like uh, out with the old, in with the new kind of thing? Like Fisher might have had a old, setting his ways philosophy when it came oh, to yeah. coaching. Yeah, most definitely. And old boy being what thirty-two years old, being able, what is it, something like that, right? Yeah, thirty-two. He ain't that old. Being young, being able to relate to him. Mm-hmm. I don't. That might do with it. Yep. But having Todd Curley and he had a nice little squad, man. They had a great offensive line. They had CJ CJ Anderson looking like uh Todd Gurley. Yeah. He had a research. Okay. Out. What about the Bears? That's another young team. Uh I I think that I think it was better for the both, in my opinion. 
Do you think it's Matt Nagy, or do you think it's like, you think it's just them coming together as a group and working well together? Well, they got a lot of pieces for starters. You know, defense, you got Khalil Mack on top of the other guys they have. And offense, you still got, uh, what's the, what is it, uh, the running back? Both of them pretty damn good. Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. Yeah, that's a yeah. good, that's a good little thread right there. Ten. Yeah, you got Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Leonard Floyd. You got on the offense, you got Mitchell Trubisky, you got Tariq, you got Jordan. You got I'm sleeping on the receivers right now. I'm uh, sleeping on their tight end. Uh, uh, Trey Burton. Trey Burton, yeah, the guy who threw the uh, the yeah, touchdown yeah. in in the Eagles Patriots. Mm-hmm. So they got a young quarterback who the organization went with the North Carolina Tar Heel, right? Yeah. And just, you know, rolled the dice, and this kid just actually, you know, shows up. He's pretty good. I mean, he got his faults, but he's still a young quarterback, and he got a lot to improve on, a lot. And then benefit your head coach. He's to be a, a quarterback in the league and then the AFL, too. And Matt Nagy got to spin that. Uh, early in the year, Matt Nagy kind of talked a little crap on Mitchell Trubisky before realizing, you know, that's my guy. I can't do it. Because uh, he had just gone from Patrick Mahomes in practice to having Mitchell Trubisky. Uh-huh. Yeah. Probably talking shit in his ear to try to motivate him. Mm-hmm. It, it helped. <laughs> yeah, for real. So that's another team that people be forgetting about. They're they pretty good. Yeah, 10% battery life, man. So, what's the next topic? Uh, the next topic we got is... Uh, or, or did we wrap that up? Did we wrap that up? I mean, basically the consensus is is that great players and great coaches work together and that you can't have either one. Like, you can't have just a great coach or you won't have... In my opinion, that's what we landed on. Like, it's got to be both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got you, man. Put that out there on Twitter, man. What's our Twitter account anyway? Uh, 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 you gonna do it? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, all caps, S-L-A-C-L-1. All right. Uh, shout out to Anchor once again, man. Yes, sir. Doing great things with them. Appreciate that for having us here. Shout out to Podcoin, too. Oh, yeah, getting the views up. Uh-huh. All right. Well, uh, the next thing on our agenda for today is who are just two guys from the wide receiver group that you think are going to outperform how they did last year on their old team to this year on their new team? Did you want to go first, Sam? Uh, hold on one second. Yeah, I was trying to pull up some stats real quick. I got one guy on my mind I feel like will do good uh, would be Golden Tate he actually be on the t- on this team for a whole year instead of just being like half when he was with the Eagles and he and he's still a good productive receiver out there and, uh, and also benefits with him being on the team would be a Sterling Shepard so he I can see emergence from him at the uh, Odell <laughs> Did he really go there? He really went there. Huh? Who? 
He went there and took my Sterling Shepard, my Boomer Sooner, man. My bad. <laughs> see there? That's I should I was go I should have went first, man. But anyway, yes, the Sterling Shepard. I definitely see uh, a lot of improvement in his game. Him and Evan Ingram, I think they're both gonna have a career year with Odell gone, taking the just the touches away from him. And not even that, I feel like his work ethic that whatever Odell was doing, I'm pretty sure Sterling jumped on board and got some stuff in there on top of what his natural ability is anyway. Yeah, we just lost Logan. <laughs> How do we lose him? That is crazy. Yeah, hopefully he'll be back. Uh... Yeah, hopefully he'll be back, man. So anyway, another one for me, I'm going to go with, uh, where's my guy? What's my guy's name? I went blank. I went blank. Uh, Tyrell Williams, man. Tyrell Williams. Yeah, I'm thinking him. Uh, Tyrell Williams is going to do his thing, man, playing alongside Antonio Brown. So he's going to get all that extra work in since, I mean, uh, Antonio going to get that draw to double teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see an emergence in his career. He's on the right to talk to Oh, yeah. Him. Man, I think and Jarvis do him way better this year. Like, just because, I mean, last year Odell had what? Like 75, 78 catches around 1,000, 1,100 yards. Mm -hmm. You talking about Jarvis Landry? Yeah, I think Odell. You forget a couple of years ago he led the league in receptions. Yeah, but he hasn't done that since. I know, but now the fact that he's capable of doing that and you got Odell who's going to draw all of that, he's going to have fun. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like between the – because Jarvis is a really great, like, number two guy, and he's a, he's pretty good at, as your number one. But if you got Odell taking all that defense away from him, Jarvis ought to have, like – I was about to say, who's going to have a better season? Odell or Jarvis? Yeah. I'm going to say Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I'd say that uh, – I see a big improvement in Jarvis Landry's. Like you're like saying, it's gonna take a lot of heat off of him, especially when you got a uh, Odell on the other side, and people gonna forget. Oh, I gotta, both, I gotta cover both thousand yards, both thousand yard receivers. Uh huh. Yeah, I see that. Me too. I can see Chubb getting over a thousand yards rushing, and I probably uh boy, uh, because when uh Kareem Hunt come back, I think he gonna get a shit ton of yards. Uh, as a runner, I mean, as a wide receiver as well, he's gonna get a bunch of reception. Oh yeah, well that's that's his bread and butter. What about what do y'all think about Juju Smith-Schuster? I know he didn't move teams, but because Antonio Brown left, I'd like to talk about him. He's a, uh, he's a step up year for you. I like him, man. He's a good game. I feel like the Steelers. The only reason that they uh, they were so willing to get rid of Antonio is because of the faith that they had in Juju. Uh, shout out uh, Blacks, the Black uh, Tux. <laughs> He's uh, one of our sponsors, man. He uh, reps the Black Tux. But anyway, that's another subject. So, yeah. Juju nice. Uh, he better put up, though. I know that much. Yeah. You got all the pressure on you now. Yeah, you're no longer that second one. And uh, they, also, now they got uh, Dante Moncrief. I ain't saying he's great, but he could be a good number uh, two. Then... Oh, yeah, he's nice. From the Colts? Yeah, from the Colts, yeah. He's a nice receiver. Yeah, I had him in fantasy football a couple of years ago. He was pretty – he was decent. Mm-hmm. And they still got a nice little receiver in the core on that team. 
with him, Switch, yeah. and with White or Washington. Yeah, Switz is developing into a nice little player after going undrafted. Takes the same. What were you saying? I got battery life just as myself. Yeah. Uh, then let's move things along. How about defensive backs? Who do you think is gonna, you know, outperform how they did last year at defensive back? Good question. I mean, looking right now, um, I can see Bradley Roby uh, stepping up for Houston, and he's a good corner. They just lost uh, Cream Jackson, so they find a good young replacement for him. That's mm-hmm. one guy for me. I want to shout out. The honey badger. Yeah, Tyron Mathieu. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that one. Yeah. Help him uh, boost up that secondary they got up in uh, Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sam, you there? Yeah. <laughs> he was talking about Oop. the honey badger. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, I figured that was about to happen. I don't know. Uh, for me, I think Adrian Amos, uh, is he's going to the Packers. And the Packers have added a lot of talent to that defense over the offseason. They got Zadarius Smith. They got Preston Smith. And they definitely bulked it up some. And I think that Adrian Amos is going to go over there and just have a great fucking year. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh... The other one I, I could see is Bryce Callahan left the Bears mm-hmm. and went to Denver. And, I mean, it's another situation kind of like the Bears for him where he's got a lot of talent around him. And I feel like he can step up and be that guy at corner for them. Oh, yeah, he's another underrated corner on, that nobody really talks about. And then he's coming to a defensive-minded head coach in Vic Fangio. So, yeah. Well, that's gonna... where he was from. He was at the Bears and he had Vic Fangio. And then he went, Vic went to the uh, – yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's one of his guys. Be, if he brought Bryce over, he's going to have him included. He didn't bring him over to have him as the backup, you know? Yeah, he's a good starter for him. Oh, yeah. Um, any, any other guys you want to talk about? Oh, Landon Collins. I feel like he's getting slept on. I've seen a lot of people talking shit about him that he's not worth a six-year, $84 million contract, and you're forgetting that he, a year or two ago, you would have been dying to get him at that contract. Oh, I don't yeah. think he's stepped his game down that much. He's had an injury or two. but Yeah, I'm just questionable on the team he's with. Washington, they're kind of – they give you a lot of money about your production – yeah, that's true. Josh Norman went there, and we saw what happened. Yeah, but Landon Collins been a career, you know, all pro. It's not like Josh Norman had his boom year in a contract year. Yeah. Landon Collins has had steady production year after year after year. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's a good box safety. He's only the biggest flaws is coverage, but he can. He's a one hell of a tackle, and everything else he does right. It is. I hope uh, Washington uses them right. Oh yeah, um, man. That's a, getting off so- topic here, but a team that's got me confused on what they're doing, what direction they're going. The Giants, man. Like, what do you think they're doing? I don't know. I think they they trying to re- 
get a bunch of young guys, but I don't know what they're they're they don't think they know what they're doing. Peppers is it, here's my is it all of this would have made sense if last year in the draft, instead of picking up Saquon, they got a quarterback. Yeah, they should have got one. But they got a win now guy in Saquon and then didn't pick up a quarterback and now they traded away their best player. Mm-hmm. They traded away Landon Collins. They, I don't I don't see them bringing in a lot of talent like I just don't really know what their uh, what their plan is at this point. It looks like you know, a computer team being run on Madden. It just doesn't make sense. I, I'm, I'm confused. Well, I think they think Jabil Pepper's going to just step in for uh, for Landon Collins' space, uh, spot. I don't know about all that. I did like... They, yeah. Like, what makes you believe as a GM that Jabril Pepper's the guy who went to Cleveland and didn't pan out there is going to step in and be worth Odell Beckham Jr. being gone. Yeah. Um, I, don't th- I think they weren't thinking. They were just saying, oh, he played he played box too, so I think he could replace Collins. And uh, But if I'm- that's what you're doing at the GM level of an NFL team, like, it just... You know, I'm one... Like, if I'm a guy... Who, if I'm an owner, let's say I'm John Mara, right now I'm looking at chopping heads. Mm-hmm. Like, you want somebody like Game of Thrones conniving, not somebody who'll just make a dumb decision like that. I don't know. It. I'm casting judgment earlier. Maybe they have some guy in the draft they want to pick. Maybe they're trying to get DK Metcalf. Who knows? But just, yeah, it's the type of move definitely, definitely backfire on everybody working for the Giants right now. Yeah, I got you. Hey, I had a quick question. For the Giants situation, for a quarterback, would you want Murray or get or Haskins? I wouldn't draft either of them if I'm the Giants. Honestly, I'd wait till next year, have another down year the way they are this year, and try and go all out for Fromm. Yeah, that'd be a good pickup. So you say just kind of watch this season and uh, just try to get a, a Jake Fromm. I think he's the most complete quarterback for next year out of any of them. Oh, yeah. Jake Fromm, like, for the last few years, has looked like he's the guy. I just, um, I don't know. I would, if I were them, I would, with trading away Odell and getting rid of Landon and all the other stuff, it looks like the only real thing is they're gearing up for a big in a big way, trying to get a new, like, new team together. They're rebuilding. Yeah. And hopefully they're doing it in a smart way and not just saying, oh, this guy could fit this guy, this spot, without doing any research. They're just going by names. Yeah, what pick do they have in the draft this year? Do you know? Uh, I can check that right now. Uh, another, another... Their draft picks like in the top ten, but I could check right now, so I want BS. I want BS you real quick. So I'm on my gotcha. computer, computer right now. Because if they've got, if they've got a high pick, I don't know whether. Because I mean, who else is going to take Kyler at this point? Uh, yeah, 
They're number eight, number six right now. They're number six. In the seventh, they got the seventeenth from the, the Cleveland. So, if somehow Kyler or Dwayne falls the seventeenth, I think that'd be a great pick. But I don't know. I don't know if either of them are worth it. the fifth or the sixth pick, especially with the Jaguars found their quarterback for the future. Like, there's yeah, not a- too many quarterback desperate teams right now. Uh, everybody kind of got their quarterback who they set up with, uh, except for Miami. Miami's kind of looking for a quarterback. True, true. Miami needs a quarterback after getting rid of Tannehill. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. Like it, uh, it's a weird year for quarterbacks in the draft because, A, you've got Jake Fromm ne- coming next year, which a lot of GMs look at him and think he's the, he's the guy. But, B, there's not a bunch – like, usually you got five, six teams that are looking like, oh, we need a quarterback. But five quarterbacks in the first round last year have kind of got things looking in a different direction. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh, I see Haskin going to, like, Miami or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my spot for him. I, I think that would be, be good for him to be there. I think Kyler's got a really good chance of being a great player. I just don't know where he fits anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because uh, the top, the team before them, Arizona got uh, Rosen, but they're not too confident on him. I'd hate to see Murray there because they don't have a good lineman. Yeah, well, the one of the ones I was looking at that I would love to see him go there is if he could go to New England, but. I mean, they just won the Super Bowl. If they get him, that's he's falling pretty hard, you know. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't see him fall all the way. Was it thirty-two? Yeah, I don't think there's any way he would. But if he fell into his twenties, I I could see them trading up for him. I just don't know. Like I said, everybody's kind of set for quarterback other than Miami. Yeah. And I've seen some stuff about the Cardinals possibly taking him at one, but I mean they drafted Josh Rosen last year, and he didn't—he didn't look like the best of any of the quarterbacks out of last year's draft, but he wasn't terrible either. No, I think they should do this. Yeah, it'd be fucked up to move on from him after one year when he's a first-round quarterback for you. Yeah, you gotta give him a chance and stuff. He didn't have many weapons. Uh, he just—he was just getting David Johnson back from who had a. A torn ACL, and and after that, and on top of that, yeah, he was in a quarterback competition with Sam Bradford the whole year too. That can't be great for your confidence as a young quarterback to be like this guy is—he's uh, never made it as an NFL quarterback, and they think he should be above me. Like, come on. Yeah, Sam Bradford been hurt his whole career, and he has there's no say the word, but he just had—he was the first. Wasn't he like a number one pick too? Yeah, he went to the Rams. Yeah, he never did anything for them. <laughs> uh, flashback through history real quick. Would you rather have picked career backup Colt McCoy or career injured Sam Bradford? Sure, I'd rather have career backup Colt McCoy. Yeah, me too, man. I don't know. Um, that's I'm about gonna... it for today's podcast. Too much else we're going to talk about, and with Sam being cut out already and my phone being on 4% I think this was a great place for us to end it 
Yeah, I got you. I'm at an interesting uh, number on my phone. I'm at 69%. Oh, that's a hell of a lot better than four. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you go, man. We had a great talking All today, right. y'all. Yeah, this has been it for NFL and Chill on the SLA and Chill podcast because Anchor, sadly, and my phone don't really want to get along. So y'all have a great day, and thank you for listening. Peace.